It's time for the True Sports Card Show. The only one-hour radio show that keeps you the very latest in sports memorabilia news from around the world. Here are your hosts, industry expert Imran Pilati and Sacktown Sports 49ers insider, Emil Fragoso. Good morning, everyone. It's Emran Pilati here on the Saturday morning with my co-host, Emil Fragoso, along with the third co-host, Big Shep in the house this Saturday morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. What's up? We've got uh, quite the agenda today. Let's first start out talking about the Auburn Trading Card Show. It's going on right now. We're all headed over there from the studio as soon as we get done here. Emil, first of all, before we talk about anything, happy birthday, brother. How are you? Thank you. Thank you. 24 years young, 24 years around the sun. Um, Shep, Shep just made a face. Shep, I, I got to ask, what, what, why the face? I just felt 100. <laughs> 100 years old. Brother, you don't look a day under 90. Is that the one? That's a terrible. Uh, Emil, Thanks. so now on the 24th, uh, birthday of yours if we're going to be at the auburn card show what is it that you're looking for because i know you're going to be looking for something special on your birthday what are you getting yeah we're trying to get yeah no i'm looking to add more to my pc more to the king's pc obviously obviously though it's a down year for the kings in terms of where the record is from last year i'm still looking to add some nice De'Aaron fox nice demonis bonus you know some old school stuff maybe some mike baby some chris weber possibly and then looking into some investments too looking at some nice rookies that are gonna gonna pop i think dude I'm looking at Shep's face right now, and he went old, vintage. Like that was our late twenties, early thirties, and you're calling it was, old. That, those are my clubbing days, man. Like that's killing to, to, to me. To right preface, now, when you know. when Bibby and Weber and them were going, I was three and four. So just want to put that one out there. But yes, what year of high school did you graduate? 2018. Oh my! I graduated Shep. college in 21. Shep, I was 1995. <laughs> 98, baby. Oh, my God. Yeah. I was not born yet. I wasn't born yet. We're both of us. You were negative. Seven. I was Am- negative. Emran as we're experienced. Just- I'd like to say that I'm experienced. I like that. Today, the Auburn Trading Card Show there at the Auburn Fairgrounds is going on from 10 to 5. It's going on right now as you're listening to this on the radio. And uh, we'll be set up. We'll have our team there, myself, Donovan. Uh, Pete will be there. Big Brother Cards Ants out there. So we have our team out there, and if you're ever looking to sell your cards, now is the time to do it because we are now in two locations, so we need to make sure that we're able to to, to supply that. Uh, we are now open in the Roseville Galleria, our second location, True Sports Cards and Collectibles. This one will be having fine art. We've been talking about it for a while now. We've officially come in on board as of yesterday, Friday. And we're converting the store into a lot more true um, than it currently sits. <clears throat> We've done a lot of starting to remove things and add things. And Shep, you and AJ, who's managing that shop, have been there the last couple of weeks. Talk to us about what your experience has been, what you've been doing, and some of the changes that you're creating in that in that location. Well, one, I'm I'm very very excited. First, when I heard this, I thought, man, we're crazy. It's right down the the street. It's like we're in two different worlds because people in the mall don't know the shop exists. People in the shop don't know we're going to the mall. And so it's wonderful. Uh, great location right across from Apple, right next to Tiffany. We got Rolex. We're in primeless spot. But it's going to be so much fun. There's going to be so much possibility. AJ and I are, are having so much fun getting ready to set up the shop. But, I mean, uh, you put out an IG video. 
a couple of days ago, just showing the sheer amount of Funko Pops in this place. There's got to be 2,500 on the floor and maybe 100,000 uh, ready to come out. We're bringing over some wax. Uh, we brought over wax yesterday and some, we're bringing singles over after today's show. Uh, we're going to load up the, the shop over there. We're on Pokemon trading cards, but uh, the, the fun collectibles are there. The art's there. Um, we're, we're trying to get some local flavor in there too. So that's going to be neat, but there's a lot of things happening at the mall. Come by and say hi. It's going to get rebranded over this month and we're going to make our presence known. And, uh, it's going to be a lot. I I'm excited. It's just going to be fun. The atmosphere there is different. You're getting a different clientele and, uh, it's opening people to trading cards. And one of my friends I told in Texas, you know, where trading cards are birthplace with panini all that stuff they're having so much fun down there but he told me he goes we bring back the 90s uh you know having a mall shop i'm like yes we are we are we're bringing it back because collecting is getting back to that that spot where we were uh when we had the 19 when you know you saw the 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 junk wax there as we call it but now there's autographs and mem there's so much more happening with cards but we're getting to that popularity and it's uh it's exciting and come down and hang out with us it's it's gonna be a lot of fun I was going to say that uh, when Funko runs out of Funko, they call us. Yes. <laughs> we're, we're the Funko suppliers. We have that. And we have, I was like, did Funko just option every brand? Did they get copyrights to everything ever made? Because there's even like a fake box of, ch- of chocolates that are Funko of Batman. So it's Batman chocolate, but it's not for real chocolate. They, they're Funkos that look like chocolates. For Valentine's Day, it's just crazy the way they've what they've done with all these brands and they blended a few of them together. It, it's sure. I don't know. My favorite sure. is one called Butt Stallion. I'm just gonna put it out there. There's one called Butt Stallion. I'm buying it. It's mine. If this wasn't live radio, I'd say let's edit this out. But that's Shep going Shep yep. on us. Hey. Um, I I will say this too. <clears throat> Last week, Emil and I spent a segment talking about Girl Scout cookies. Here we are talking about chocolate. Like this show has gone off the rails, and we're five minutes. We in. we love our sweets, man. So what can, what can I say? I mean, you. I mean, on Thursday you were auctioning off Girl Scout cookies on on the whatnot stream. So I mean, it's part of the team, man. Yeah, I saw whatnot getting packed up today, and I saw a package of the peanut butter patties going out to somebody yep. that had a picture, a sticker of Emran and Pete. Yep. Step back. Pause. They're two separate stickers. It's not like we were in a prom post oh, no, together yeah. in the same sticker. No, no, it's just yeah, it's their like yeah. You want one, we'll give it to you. Usually, we have to give you a discount to take one. Yep. Uh, but it's a little sticker of Emran's head, a little sticker of Pete's head, separate stickers. I don't have one. I don't know what's going on, you know. But hey, one day we can all hope. One day. I, I, I will say this too. We keep using the word mall, which is a it truly is it's a mall. But the Roseville Gallery is something else. It's a to- totally different. I would describe it as probably one of the premier. Galleria mall type locations in all of Northern California. Yeah. I would say it rivals, if not better than the one that's in Pleasanton, mm-hmm. uh, the Stone Ridge mall. Yeah. This mall is incredible. And the wing that we are in, uh, it's a former Tommy Bahama. It's like Shep said, it sh- shares the wall with Tiffany and company, which is right next door to us. We've got Rolex across from us. We got Apple, we have Gucci, we have Louis Vuitton We're right in that wing. And when you think of high end collectibles, it's only found at True Sports Cards and Collectibles. That's right. Nice, the there. Gallery. nice work. There you go. Now, Emron, real quick, is it is there any truth to the rumor that the the our guys at the gallery are going to be wearing Vision Pro? We're just going to get some like hook up with our buddies over at Apple, oh, and we're going to have so, Vision Pro, so like we can comp and we can I we can post to IG and we can listen to the oh, the show 
and all the stuff at one time. Okay, so let's step back for a second and educate people. The Vision Pro is that Oculus type of uh, goggles that you would be wearing. By the way, they look a lot like ski goggles. They really they do. do. And they have this – I was – I was doing some research. That means that I was trying to figure out what to buy over at Apple store late at night, uh, two days ago. And I had me, they had me put them on and there's an opacity to them, meaning that they, you can do like no screen in front of your eyes, half the screen in front of your eyes. So you can see the background kind of a little opacity between the two or fully immersion. Like where am I? It's full VR virtual reality. And, uh, if, I could I could already tell that I look like an absolute dork wearing that thing and like reaching my arms around and I'm I, I just look like a blind guy trying to find a, a button. You know so you know what, Emran, you should get one for Pete. That'll be his final form as, as a buyer. Is it him having an Oculus Pro talking to people about buying and he's just scrolling? You wanna really maximize Pete, that's you get him an Oculus or get him a video pro. The only problem if he's flipping the pages and then he accidentally slaps the customer in the face while he's doing it, like that no, would be he, like kind of an insult. The deal wouldn't happen. No, Pete would do yeah. it and then he would blame it on yep. the Oculus. Yep. He would blame it on Vision Pro or whatever it's yes, called. It is. All right. So with that said, we wanna talk before we go into the big details that happened this week of the collectors slash PSA slash SGC scenario, which we're going to spend the majority of time here with. Uh, let's talk about a brand new release that came out this past week, 2023, 24 court Kings basketball. Emil has the details on it. I do. Yeah. Packs per box. It's a hobby box. So it's court Kings basketball, which is again, lower to mid and a very, very fun rip though. As speaking personally, I would say uh hobby cards per pack 10, cards per pack one pack per box boxes per case 16 per hobby and the set size is only 199 cards though so it's a small well in basketball 12 players per team yes. 32 teams we're looking at roughly about 320 mm -hmm. 350 players so what i'm hoping is is that it has a decent size checklist for the rookies yes. um again it suffers all Panini products are going to suffer because Wemby now, and we talked about this last week, Emil, yeah. Wemby now is really starting to separate himself from Chet being the rookie of the year. This guy's doing stuff like nobody's seen in many, many years. Um, we had a chance to watch him a couple of weeks ago when we all went to the game together um, and watching him live and watching a guy that's seven foot three, seven foot four, dribble through the legs behind the back, step back threes. It, once he gets consistent with this, it's it's over, man. You, how are you supposed to block that? It reminds me of a more athletic seven foot three, seven foot four Dirk. When you're pulling back and you're seven foot four and you're shooting, there's no way for you to be able to block that. Period. End of story. It's going to be an unstoppable move when he gets there. I think, and the reason why I keep going down this route is we all miss a Wimby Spurs uniform autograph and. It's really frustrating and one of those scenarios where products are going to continue to get hurt by not having autographs of the number one prospect that we've seen in generations. Yeah. Um, but it does it does bode well for brands like Bowman Chrome University that does have Wemby, in particular Wemby on card autos, mm -hmm. where in most cases when you see things like Prism Draft Picks have an autograph of a player, as soon as the pro version of it comes out it obviously goes down in value because 
they want the pro version. Well, there is no pro version of this. So those Bowman Chrome universities continue to stay strong as far as co- uh, value yeah. and going from there. Shep, you got some. Yeah. And so there's uh, 67 veterans uh, in court Kings and 132 rookies. They've, they broke down the rookies and, and I think it's five groups. Uh, I'm sorry, four groups. So uh, each one, so there's different levels. You'll see rookies one, two, three, and four. Uh, just a mix of guys. Not sure how exactly they they chose those guys, but there's that. So there's a ton of rookie cards coming out of this for base, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Bunch of parallels, uh, you know, the autographs. You know, the one thing he brought up was Wimby not having uh, autos in here. Yeah. It's going to make those parallel of the base cards also to really chase. I mean, you, you're going to have, you have from Ruby at 149 all the way down to Masterpiece out of, you know, of course that's a 101, but Sapphire, Jade, Violet, Amber, Pink, Amethyst. You're going to have tons of color with this. So it's really uh, uh, artistically a beautiful looking card. Mm-hmm. Uh, you add color to it. So I think that kind of helps with a product like this where you're getting 10 cards a, a, or a pack. But if you get a numbered rookie that's, it has that color to it. It's going to add that. If there's no autograph, but it's of a player like Wimby, Wimby stats, that's that's quite awesome. So, yeah. D- additionally, you know, uh, with with the level as well, there's one, two, three, and four. Level four is a super su- super short print. It is the SSP of the product yeah. case hits, as they call them. So, getting a Wemby case hit is still going to have some serious value. So, there is value and uh, and profit to me in these boxes, even if without the auto. Additionally, on top of that, they have other. Uh, case hits, uh, state, of, state of the art, and of course, in the blasters come out later next month or later this month, I sh- I, I should say, um, blank slates, which are going to be a lot of fun as well to rip. Well, thank goodness that they actually put hobby out in front of retail. The fact that Prism did that garbage where they had blasters out before hobby was stupid. Don't get me started. Hey, do you, but but do you, hold on, do you think it has to do with the the printing facility and how they dictate what happens? I mean, I'm just saying if I was petty and I wanted to buy your company and you didn't let me, I'd print your stuff out of order and I would put your stuff at the back burner like what's happening. I don't know. Conspiracy Shep. I like it. I like it a lot. No, it's who knows what's happening, but they're playing games with each other. It's, you know, it's fine. It's they're going to the guy from Panini said he'll let Panini America just go drive into the ground before he'd sell it because to them, it's not it's a very small piece of the pie. Uh, you know, so we'll see. I just, you know what? It's, it's, it's petty. I like watching it though. Cause it's our soap opera in the hobby, you know, guys, guess, guess what? Yesterday, I'm just doing a couple checks on the sales. Yesterday they had some sales on March 1st for the Wemby out of the court Kings, the base Wemby, uh, that's number the, uh, just the number one level one. Closed at $100 and $120. Yep. And then level two closed yesterday as well, $235. So that's a lot better than an Asar Thompson Prism autograph out of, yeah. You know what I yep. mean? Even the base versions of women. Hey, speaking of Prism, the if you want, if you're going to buy one, one Wimby card, you're gonna want the prism rookie like base card if you're gonna you're gonna do that that's just long term that's you want you want the wimby uh base prism rookie that's that's what people are gonna recognize as his rookie card when they say hey you have a wimby rookie that's what they're gonna talk about and uh that's just the one you're gonna want so there, there will be a there will be a flawless or nt version of the uh logo man 
that'll happen. Yeah. It'll be unsigned, and that will be probably the highest priced Wemby card that'll be out there. But will it? Court Kings. Look, we have it on our shelf. We have Court Kings at a two twenty five. Uh, yeah. That there's one autograph, one man per box, and as Emil said, there's plenty of SSPs. But even a, just a regular base Wemby, you're looking at a hundred bucks right there. Of course, when a new product comes out, the value is going to be at its inflated price. First to market, first to eBay is going to make the most. But I think we're going to see this continue to hover somewhere between 90 and 125 bucks over the course of the season. And we already can see that he's going to get Rookie of the Year unless something drastic happens. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. Sorry. Hey, hey, breaking news. Oh, breaking news. Breaking news. While we're here on this radio show. I just got a text message and it's confirmed. We have a new autograph guest that has been added to the May 17 through 19 Sacramento Autograph Expo put on by True Sports Cards. You guys ready? Lean in, everybody. Let's do it. We have, for the second year in a row, we can confirm that we have the sixth man, the leading candidate for sixth man of the year. Money Malik Monk is going to be at the SAC Autograph Expo May 18th. We'll have the times for you. We're going to add him to the website for you to be able to purchase your ticket. For those of you that did go to last year's event, Malik was the hit of the show. Shep was there for a short time. Shep, what's your thoughts on having Malik now confirmed as a member of our autograph lineup? He's the one person that I've been told that we have to have back again because he was that awesome. And we got to actually connect with him last year before it, uh, when we were talking to, you know, hoping to get him on, we got to meet in person and just when I say this sweetheart of a guy, like nice. really good guy, nicest guy in the world. And I just, I'm so excited that you're telling me this right now because I, so many people are probably like, yeah, because like yesterday, I had four or five people just stop me and say, Hey man, like who else is coming? Emran's been teasing somebody. Who is it? Is it Malik? Who who's coming? Who's coming? Oh, it's going to be Malik. And now we know it's Malik and he's our sixth guest and he's going to win the sixth man. Oh my goodness. I love it. I love it. You know, and he's out of all the guys, all the hall of famers that are going to be there. Malik might have the biggest audience. Yeah, he last year he sold out. He had over 200, t- 200 people in line for oh him. Um, he's incredible, and that'll make and, up for the fact that we Jay will canceled on us, but that's okay because yeah, we've got okay. we the current superstar yeah. uh, Malik Monk in this. Money Malik, Emil, and, I know you're a big. Hey, you're a big Emer- Emerin, can we can we pre buy those tickets? Because you said he sold out last year, and I remember there were people that that were a little disappointed they couldn't get tickets. So. Are they going to be on the website? What website be able to or, I don't know what website. Yeah, Shep. <laughs> hey, listen, I only named the thing and I couldn't remember the name. Yeah, Shep, there's two things I have a question for you. Where yeah. the hell is this thing going to be at? And number two, what website Anaheim. could they go to? And I'll give you both the answers Disney. so you can't get it wrong. So the first answer, Shep, is going to be the sacautographexpo.com is the website. Okay. And then the second thing is it's going to be at the grounds in Roseville, the, the Roseville Fairgrounds. Okay? Oh, yeah. So I'll be there. Shep, Chep, go. Where is it going to be at? It's uh, it's going to be at the grounds in Roseville, May 17th through the 19th, and you can get your tickets at sacautographexpo.com. Just like we planned it. Shep, your, Shep, your employment continues. Thank you so yes, much. Yes, that was great. You. you know, 
like everybody knows now that you know i'm a little bit of an elder state emil you know had me spill the beans i'm so old now and and sometimes you get forgetful and i will tell you this elder statement says a lot because you did some l's the other day when you were on but we're all good now you corrected your errors and uh malik monk thanks you for that malik monk though, thank yes. you for that I'm, I'm excited for malik monk again a malik monk fan myself i do collect malik monk love him one of my favorite acquisitions for the Kings in recent years. Love the guy. Again, I haven't met him. I know you guys only have. I'm looking forward to meeting him, though, at the Sacco Card Expo. And when is that, Emron? I believe it's May 17th through the 19th at the Fairgrounds in Roseville, hey, I think. He's he's this generation's Bobby Jackson. That's, well, that's a good like, I like that. That's a good Because Bobby, Bobby could have started, like, if, if the back then, if Bibby and Bobby, and you put Bibby on the bench and started Bobby, it would have been like, okay. Yeah. You know, and... Malik could start, but he comes off the bench and it's just so excited. Oh, it was, it was either it was either the comparison of Bobby Jackson or John Barry. It was one of those two. Uh, oh yeah, Emil. Just to let you know, John Barry was a player that played for the Kings. The Kings. It, was, it was before you were born, brother. Bench mob, baby. I was I was hoping you filled the gaps in for me. Thank you. <laughs> if you can you can ask <laughs> if you ask in Kansas City, what an old Kings fan. Wait, what are you asking me now? No, nothing. Let's move on. Let's talk about the biggest news yes. that cracked this week. Darren Ravel was the one that that uh, Shep. Is it called? You're a Twitter guy. Is it called yeah. an X post? What's it called now? I don't an know. X? I still call it Twitter. I'm. You know what? I'm gonna die. I'm gonna live in that. I'm gonna be that old man. Get off my yard, guy. It's Twitter, and I tweeted. Okay, and, so yeah. Darren Ravel on Thursday night tweeted that. Well, it was an incorrect factual tweet, but it was – we understand. It. it was PSA was acquiring SGC. Yeah. PSA, the grading company, was acquiring SGC, the grading company. As the dust has settled, it's a lot more clear that it's obviously not PSA. It's Collectors, the name of the company. It used to be called Collectors Universe. They're just called Collectors now, who is the parent company of PSA, has acquired SGC. Um, we at True Sports Cards have been sending in grading – for our customers to PSA or SGC. They have been our two um, ones that we send to. There are other companies like Beckett, like CGC, but unfortunately uh, we don't send them to those two for sad reasons. Uh, number one, CGC hasn't got enough market share in the sports world yet, uh, although they are third in total grading if you count their, mm -hmm. their um, Pokemon and non-sport. As far as percentage, gem rate is the place I'm quoting. They say that, uh, what is it? What does PSA have? Roughly about 78%. Yeah. 78% yeah. of the grading. Uh, CGC has about 10% of the grading. SGC is about 7%. And then Beckett's a lowly 3%. And it breaks my heart considering my son's name is Beckett. And it's, it's the fourth greatest, but you know he's the first greatest kid. Wait. Which kind of baffles me, actually, because I don't see as many SG, S, or CGS, CGC cards as I would you know expect. I, I, I see more SGC. I, I, I see more Beckett. I don't see as many CGC. And that's yeah, and because they, theirs is comics. Oh, they do okay. a lot of comics. They are, they are well known for their comic um, encapsulation. They've been doing that for a really long time. They are the premier uh, company when it comes to that. In addition to that, they're TCG trading card games like Magic or uh, Pokemon, those ones in particular still have real strong values. Okay. PSA still happens to be the king when it comes to value, but 
collectors of Pokemon and TCG don't they don't uh, turn their nose at CGC. They really enjoy that, and the slabs are kind of nice. The when CGC first came out on the sports card side, they had these green labels with a numeric nine point five and ten scale for pristine. And I've loved their slabs. They're really nice slabs. They're they're, and then they adjusted it. They've done some modifications to the look. Point of it is, is that they're making headway into sports. And then you have these other characters that are in the game. Tags tag T A G has been spending a lot of money in the marketing. They were at the Burbank yeah. Card Show with two separate areas for their booths. Um, they're really AI and making sure that they spend a lot of technology aspect in it. You have HGA, which is still hanging on by the thread. They were a monster during pandemic. They did a great job as far as getting the younger generation that didn't have that PSA is my daddy stigma. Um, So HGA was around and they had unique color slabs that would match the cards if you chose that. And and misspelled words. And And misspelled names. And yeah, yeah, no big deal. And, and and then you had companies like GMA that's been around that just says we could slab this thing for you very inexpensively. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about the two in the sports gonna, world that we're yeah. going here. So Emil, you do get your cards graded. Yeah. You are a PSA guy by default in the sense of like you want the values for your cards. Mm-hmm. Now, have you ever sent to SGC? I have not yet. No, I plan to at some point, but I, I have not yet. I, I've just gone with PSA because again, it's the it's the standard. It's it's the one that's going to hold typically investment wise. SGC, I see more of. I do like the black tuxedo design. I will say that, but 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 I, I do see PSA as more of the value holding long term more thing. Shep is a collector of particularly George Brett, so he's looking at uh, late seventies, early eighties. Um, it's kind of what we've been doing forever. Shep, we've been collecting stuff as we're, as kids. Um, we collected right through the junk wax era. You, Shep, have graded very few in mm-hmm. the three, four years that you and I have been working together. That's not really your jam. Um, what's your thoughts on PSA um, and SGC as far as the grading companies themselves? And you, obviously, managing the store, you've seen people come in and say, I'm an, I would like to submit to SGC. I would submit to PSA. I guess what I'm saying to you is, when it comes to the advice, when somebody comes to you and says, Shep, which one should I go with? How do you sway them one direction or another based on what they yeah. need? I love both companies. PSA is the the granddaddy. And everybody t- I tell everybody, it's the Nordstrom of grading, right? It's that, hey, this is the one everybody knows. We've been, we graded the first, you know, the Honus Wagner, all this stuff, this history. SGC has been around for a while. And they, they nobody just really... They never got that love, but the look, that tuxedo look is fabulous. All the pre-war guys, all the vintage baseball card collectors, when we say vintage, we're talking from the mid-70s all the way back to the, you know, to the 1800s. Uh, that's your junk, that's your going to be your vintage era cards and pre-war cards. And the SGC was really big there. So they were kind of two different camps uh, with more people just grading modern and ultra-modern cards with PSA and the older crowd going SGC. Uh, SGC got me a smart move when pandemic happened and PSA couldn't handle it and had to slow it down. SGC stepped up more modern cards started going that way and they started growing and and competing. I think when a customer comes in and asks me, Hey, which one do you think I should go with? I typically say, Hey, let's just look and see what kind of grade we believe it would get. 
And I say, let's look up and see what an SGC at that grade sells for and a PSA sells for. And typically there's SGC is about 75-ish, 80% of a PSA, kind of depending, and that can vary, but typically that's about what it is. And PSA is going to cost you about 10, 10 bucks more to ship or to, to grade than it will SGC. So you can grade more cards SGC-wise. But we just kind of break it down and show the customer. And typically if it's vintage, I'm going to tell them to go SGC anyway because vintage collectors typically like SGC more. So it could have a broader audience when you go to resell it. I'm not going to see here with nerdy. I'm sorry, Chef. Go ahead. No, no. I was just going to say, if you don't have a preference and none of that matters to you and you just want to grade the cards for your own knowledge and know you have a protection on your card for life and that card's going to stay with you until the day you leave this earth Mm -hmm. and then your family's going to deal with it and then it's their problem, then grade with who you want and spend less money and go SGC and you get more grading done. Mm-hmm. You know, five cards graded with SGC for your hundred bucks or three at PSA. So, here, so. so here's the way I look at it. And Emil, I know you're, you're, you're wanting to definitely cover some other aspects of this uh, acquisition. Yeah. Um, but let's step back for a second. I will say this. The number one thing that I look at as the owner of a card shop is when somebody comes in, particularly with vintage, I don't care what their story is. I care, but I don't care in the sense of what the card's integrity is because I need to know the integrity of the card. And the first thing that I do whenever it's vintage pre 75. So that means tobacco. That means Gaudi. That means uh, any of the 50s, 60s, 40s cards, Mm -hmm. uh, even some of the 70s. The first thing that I think about is number one, has the card been trimmed? tampered, altered, resized, anything. That's so important to us because if a person buys cards from us raw, a a vintage card, it's highly likely that that customer is going to get it graded, particularly through us. They're standing in our store. They buy a George Brett mini 1975 rookie card, and they're going to say, thanks a lot. We love it. We'd like to get it graded. And the last thing that I want is for that bad boy to come back altered. Could you imagine the integrity issue that I would have as a shop owner selling a card that came off of our shelf? We submit it and it comes back and it's trimmed or altered. That's not good business. So what we do is we would rather just send it off and get the grade ourselves. So that way it's a definitive encased version of that card. So I think when people worry about vintage and going, well, I wish I got a higher grade. First of all, thank your lucky stars that it hasn't been altered because there are so many cards that have been altered to try to make it look better than it really is. And I would probably say that if we took in a collection or multiple collections or whatever we buy, and we sent in a hundred great cards to grade to be just authentic and, and make sure that it has an actual grade, I'd probably say about three or four of those have been altered in some way or another. And Shep, maybe you can back me up on this number, but that's the number one reason why I send it in. And if we know that SGC is going to be somewhere in the 95 to 99% across the way value versus PSA, it's so close to me that it's worth it for me to go ahead and send it in at $10 less in cost Uh and come back two weeks earlier than it would in two to four weeks earlier than PSA because I need to know if that card's available and able to be not trimmed or, or modified. So that's why we suggest sending it to SGC. 
versus PSA, where PSA can do the same thing. But there's some things that happen when you have uh, uh, the reason why I like SGC is for vintage is because when something's super off center and you send it to PSA, they'll give you a grade and then they'll put it in parentheses OC off center or, or MK miscut or um, like what, what I forget the one when there's like MK color is marked. Uh, MK, mar- is MK marked. mark MC is miscut, miscut um, yeah. altered uh, they have altered authentic altered yep. there's a bunch of those that just you look at it from the standpoint and just so that way our audience is aware the way that we, and I wouldn't call it the industry standard, but the way that we do it is if the card is eight OC PSA, eight OC with that qualifier, we value it at two grades below what that number is. So we would grade it and value it at a PSA six, even though it says an eight OC. So just keep that in mind. That's kind of how we at True Sports Cards do it. And um, I didn't make that up out of nowhere. That tends to be kind of where the values go. All right. So we've already talked about what the benefits and and negatives of each uh, for that. Emil, when you heard this news come out, what was your thought process behind it? Because there was a lot of like blitz of information that came out there. PSA bought it. Uh, What was your initial thoughts on that? And where did you see this kind of leading? Yeah, my initial thought was honestly shock. I was shocked that this was a breaking news story on a, on, on a Wednesday night, and it kind of came out of nowhere. Um, I was shocked that, again, like we talked about, SGC has really made up a lot of ground since the pandemic. And while PSA is still the king, absolutely, SGC has has, has taken over the Beckett's, taken over the, the CGC. They, they, they've, they've really done a good job of, of, of getting up there and making the, their product not only – viable affordable but also part of the the industry standard of, of being possible in the market so for to see them combine together under kind of a joint parent company similar to how the wwe and the ufc did under tko it's very fascinating to see and there are pros and cons with everything but the one thing i did like that came out was sgc pete the owner uh the ceo i should say of sgc pete stein steinberg put out a put out a statement and kind of explain what was going on and both companies will still remain independent it's just now they're kind of under the same umbrella so what does that mean entirely for for you guys and where where do you see that going and do you see the i guess is competition now an issue in in the card grading industry chip go for it well i don't think it ever has been i don't think that i mean they were kind of competing but they were playing two different sports one as she's all the other grading companies were playing jv baseball and PSA is over here playing, you know, Major League Baseball. Yeah. It's not even the same same thing. And so I don't look at it really at this point right now as any different until we actually something physically happens. The, you know, PSA makes some change the slab. And I just see that it, them adding and growing their business, uh, collect that being collectors. Uh, we've seen them do some other change, you know, other acquisitions in the past few years. Um, the one thing we didn't bring up earlier that I love about SGC is if you send them a card with an autograph and that autograph is a 10, they're going to auto- give you an autograph grade of a 10 for free. They're not going to charge you because it had an autograph. They're not going to charge you because they took the time to grade it. If it's a nine autograph, they're not going to grade it. They'll just send it back and say, hey, here's the card grade. It was a 10 grade card. We just didn't grade the autograph because it wasn't a 10. Uh, but when you see that 10-10 uh, on a SGC card, it's awesome. PSA, that's an additional fee to have that autograph uh, grade included. So mm-hmm. 
again, it's and with no, with no guarantee pick. with no guarantee on what the correct. outer lane would be. Here's yeah. the one caveat on what you said, Shep. You're 100 percent correct. I just need to add this one piece to it. They will do that for pack pulled autographs. So if correct. you got it signed at the ballpark and you were able to meet so long farewell Brandon Crawford. But if you met Brandon Crawford and you had him sign your tops card and you sent it in, they will not only will SEC not grade the card, um, they just they won't do they still and I've been bugging them forever as one of their bigger group subbers. I've been bugging them forever because they used to authenticate um non-pack pulled autos, you know, in-person autos, IP autos, and they don't do that anymore. I told them, I said, you're missing out on an entire category because Beckett and PSA do it, but at a really high rate mm -hmm. as far as cost. And they're like, they just don't have the manpower to do it. Maybe they'll maybe they'll have the manpower for it now. I have no clue. Um, I'll say this too in regards to there's a lot of theories going around. And here's I have a theory. It's probably wrong, but I'm going to say it anyways because that's – because it's my show, damn it, and I'll say whatever I want. Um, I will say that I think that this blocks a Fanatics move. I really feel like Fanatics should have bought SGC because – and by the way, I, I'm glad it didn't happen yep. as much as I'm starting to become a Fanatics fan. Fanatics fanatic? Fanatics, fanatic. I'm fanatical about fanatics hey. being a fan of fanatics. Because they're, hey, they're a transparent company, just like the pants. What? <laughs> Are you talking about their baseball pants? Uh -huh. yep. Oh, yep. Let's edit this live show out. Um, here, here's where I'm at with that too. When you have a grading company that also manufactures the cards, mm -hmm. that's like complete complete conflict of interest i'm going to make the thing then i can be the one that grades yeah. it and then i can control what that looks like mm -hmm. yeah I'm, I'm glad it didn't happen the, i think it was one, going to. yeah well, I, I think it was probably close um because they're not gonna be able to acquire beckett this time but who knows what happens there i do have a theory though uh why it kind of makes wait, sense wait, wait. you're you're right shep tell the audience yeah, why. why why are no. they not able to get beckett um, because they're held by a private equity group. Um, and that I know that that gentleman was in, had some issues with, uh, some legal dealings and he, they're going through that. So that whole thing, they, there's been a lot of cutbacks there for staff and what their resources of what they're able to go travel to do. You know, there's some influencers that have bigger budgets than I think they do to travel. So there's a lot of restrictions there. I don't, I don't know really what's but all the behind the scenes, but I just know with this private equity group owning it, they're kind of kind of stayed standard quo until something really big can happen or there's changes with that. So yeah, the big thing, I think why SGC and PSA make a great partnership in collectors doing it is now you can have a PSA West coast and you can have a PSA East coast mm -hmm. because SGC just moved to new facilities in Florida. So you have really good weather. They've been there. They're established. PSA is down in SoCal. They've been there. They're established. Now you can have, hey, listen, if you here, we'll divide the country in half. If you live in this part of the country, it goes to Florida. If you live in this part, it goes to, to the LA area. And we're going to grade that way. I think it makes a lot of sense. I think we could see them at more going to travel to more shows if they have a divide in the company to be able to do that. 
uh, it just puts the resources in, in two locations and brings down travel expense. So I think that could be a good thing or a thing of why they made a good partnership. Yeah. And I think also too, is that um, I feel very comfortable shipping cards out on behalf of our customers, no matter what I happen to be the one that inputs it into the computer for both companies and then I ship them out. And the one thing that I can tell you is that we at true sports cards, we will make sure that we overnight it. So whether it's going to Boca Raton, Florida, or it's going to Southern California, we're overnighting it because the, ma the majority of the problems that happen is when you're sending stuff and it's sitting on a truck yeah. or it's in a warehouse waiting to go out. I want it there immediately because as soon as PSA or SEC shows receipt of it, it's on them, not us as a company anymore. So we don't mind spending that money getting it over there overnight and getting it out of our hands. But I will tell you that a lot of group subbers don't operate that way. They they will when I say a lot, how about a few, maybe several, that will go, well, what's the cheapest way to get there? Let's do yeah. seven day ground. And they're sending it from California to Boca Raton, Florida on ground. On donkey. Yeah, on, yeah, on a burrow, and it's gonna, and, and it's on the back of some, you know, saddle somewhere, and it takes, and it doesn't even land there for ten days, and and you're going, well, where's my carts? Well, it's still, it's still in El Paso. Well, we want it to be there as soon as possible, and a lot of people don't want to put a Jordan rookie in the mail in Florida yeah. to ship it across the country because they, it's a possible six figure card if it hits a 10 they just don't want to do that and um i think as you said chep it creates a possibility of having facilities grading facilities in both locations now i don't know what's going on i don't have enough information but i saw that backyard breaks is doing some sort of thing to where they're cracking product and they're walking down a hallway yep. to get something graded yep. I, mean, yeah. you know much I saw that video. Yeah, there was I forget which card it was, but they, but but Grant from Backyard Breaks allegedly got it great in six minutes. Pulled from pack and went down the hallway and brought it back in six minutes. Uh, I, do you know what that is? Why they're uh, is it on site? Backyard Breaks is kind of is having... what I, what I got the interpretation of. And let me do a little more research while we while we while we okay. while while you're pulling that up, I will say that. So... Go ahead, Chip. No, so this is my thing, and, and everybody always gives me stuff. And I used to, a long time ago, I had a podcast, and that's how I remember and found this lovely voice you're hearing today. Um, we, we talked about grading, and I always always just say, like, how much time are they really spending on this card? Now, so if if back, the guy's a backyard break a card, and he gets up and he walks down, so say, like, you walk down the hallway 10, you know, 10, 20 feet, gets the card graded, slabbed whatever, brings it back, and that was six minutes. Okay, maybe even if you take out the slabbing part, how much time you're walking a minute there, a minute back. So four minutes, they're looking at a card to grade it. That could determine it oh. from a seven to an eight to a 10. It and only it gets, confirms it, what we all thought, right? It's a, Hey, Hey, yeah, looks good to me. Or my, you know what? My boss is being mean to me today. Five. Just because, <laughs> just because, or that guy yesterday cut a touchdown, beat my team in fantasy. I lost the championship two you know i don't care it looks like it's a perfect 10 but we're gonna send that back as a two maybe i don't know the fact that it, the fact that it went over <laughs> the raw and comes back encapsulated in less than 10 minutes says all you need to know about the care and and 
and discernment when it comes to grading evaluation. Emil, did you find out more? I'm looking through right now. I'm trying to find it on their page. They had it on their page a minute ago. Uh, it was on their Instagram for a, a well, listen, they yeah. posted it. Yeah. You can always you can always come to True Sports Cards uh, and we'll grade your cards for you with PSA and uh, SGC. So yeah, there we go. Exactly. Yeah. So, so I, I just feel like this is where grading hits. Um, this is where people are going to have to make some decisions because you have some hardcore people that are like PSA until the day I die or, you know, SGC for life. And now they're going to have to make some decisions. And it cracks me up because people get, people wake up, whether it's sports cards, politics, you know, anything. There's a lot of people that wake up this morning looking for what can I complain about today? And you, you person that I'm talking about, woke up and sent your cards to SGC because you love them. And you didn't know who really owned the company. You didn't really know who benefited financially. But now that Collectors has acquired SGC, they're the evil empire. I hate them, blah, 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 right? Like, okay. And then PSA, well, they screwed me once, so I'm never going to use them again. And there's just people that will be brand um they, they just brand champions for a company. And now that you get two of them together, I hated SGC. I hated PSA, whatever their side they were on. You're going to have to make some decisions if that's what you care about. I Here's what I care about. Will the company grade my cards correctly, fairly, making sure that they look at all um, the, the truth of the card itself, not necessarily the pop report and saying we can't put too many tens out here. Uh, we have to make a few nines. There's always rumors of that stuff going on. As long as the integrity of the grading process is right, I'm for you. Yeah. It's when you can look at a card and you're like, this is clearly nicked up. It has issues with it. And it comes back at 10 and you could see it through the actual slab. That's where you go, I can't buy cards of a company that's grading on this level. Now, because Shep and I have been witness to thousands upon thousands of cards being graded, I will tell you that SGC, in my opinion, grades tougher than PSA. And yes. I can't I can't factually create that, but just based on our experience, that's what I think. Shep, are you in agreement? I am. I personally, uh, I did, I've graded I've sent grade uh, cards to both companies I've graded. And I can tell you SGC is a little bit tougher. I was surprised one time I sent a 1953 satchel page to them expecting a one and a half or a two. It came back a four and a half and I lost my mind. I went, what? Uh, because based well, on everything else, it's a thousand dollar difference. So I, yeah, it, it, it was like, it was about eight, eight, $900 difference just in the card. And, uh, but I was pleasantly surprised, but because of what going with them, but it just shows you that, you know, you truly never know how it's going to do. And I, like I said, the acquisition doesn't really bother me one way or the other until they make a point that it, they put a burr in the saddle, you know, my saddle and I, there's something there, but we'll see. I, I'm excited to kind of see the growth of it. I, I want to, I just want a company that's going to do the right thing. They're going to grade the card correctly. They're going to take care of the card and they're going to spell everything right. And they're going to get back to me in a timely manner. That's it. That's all I ask. Not not a lot. And so if they can do that, I'm happy. If it stays like it is, like it has been, hey, I'm good. It's fine. It is what it is right now, yeah. and it's good. Which I don't need it to be great. Which great would be awesome, but good's fine. Which, let, let me ask the question, guys. You, you know, now that these two companies are 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 together, 
do you think the consistency of grading will, 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 will get better because they're under the same umbrella between the two SGC, SGC as well as PSA? Yeah, there, there's a good possibility that happens. They get more aligned on the specifics that they look at when grading. Because uh, some companies, uh, I, I think, would have it. They take a different approach of what the, their top four criteria would be, how they weight them or how they go about assessing them. So I think it could change and it could align a little bit. That could take six months. That could take six years. I'm not sure. Uh, I think we will see something uh, come about where it's a little more frequent, if not that becomes one brand in the next couple years, which I believe could be the, the bigger thing down the road. I just think this is my opportunity, Shep, to cobble together all of my money and purchase Beckett grading. And there we move go. Son as the face of the company <laughs> and move it from 18th place to 17th place as far yes. as it's concerned. And I, hey, man, Beckett was one of the first, but the thing is, they didn't ever modernize or change anything. Their slab is like so much thicker and larger. It's just not aesthetically pleasing. It's it's just kind of bulky. And it's when it's like the clothes I used to buy when I was a kid husky. Husky, husky. <laughs> Barely um, fitting into the sleeve. Yeah. Before we run out, guys, uh, I got a list of some new releases for next week. If you're you're excited, I mean, I'm excited. We have. I'm really excited. Twenty two or twenty three, twenty four. Panini Prism uh, Premier League Soccer Breakaway comes out, so a different version of that. Prism Racing is coming out. Uh, we also are going to have uh, Paladon Adventures uh, Chess coming out for Pokemon. What's, what and- is it called? What's it called? Oh, sorry. Paladia Adventure. There you go. Chess. There you go. Paladia. Paladon. I don't know what I said before. Is that a dinosaur? I don't know. Hold on. Hold on. Let me. Uh, look, uh, I'd like to talk about the oh. Blastart, Charizard, Zonafort. Yeah. Oh, okay. The big thing coming up in two weeks, though, uh, we have Upper Deck ser- Hockey Series 2, the second series, and uh, Connor Bernard, the number one pick in yeah. Chicago, the Blackhawk. What's up? He's he's the guy. He's the young gun. You want in there? You're gonna get six a box. That's uh. The, I don't know much about hockey, but I'm gonna buy a box or five. I don't. We'll see. Wow, look at you hyping up. We never talk about hockey. I love. I love that. Never talk about hockey. I young guns. I just know those are the rookie cards. You're one of the guys. They're a limited rookie. Yes. You could say that these days. So in it's fun to fun to do. And actually, one of my buddies is a photographer and freelance photographer, and he lives in Minnesota. He actually works with upper deck to pick the photos for young guns. And he's had a handful of his own photos, be the photo and the young guns card. So, uh, wow. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Young upper deck does fabulous cards. They only do hockey. Unfortunately, hockey in Sacramento is just not ever really exploded. Even with, even with San Jose with the sharks, they're fabulous. Everybody loves the sharks, but they just have never really caught on. Super localized, super localized. So those that live within that, San, uh, San Jose proper. Yeah, They're Santa Clara, insane. all that. Yeah. Yeah. They're, They're insane fans. But outside of that, nah. it starts to thaw out. Well, the, sh- the, the sharks uh-huh. have thought have been a fish out of water for like the last decade. So that's good. Yeah. I, I used to date a girl that was a huge sharks fan. She she talked about the sharks like we could talk about the kings, and I was like blown away. I thought, oh, this girl loves sports. No, it was just the sharks because we would baseball, football. Like she didn't know the like she's like on the 49ers, like. And so, I was every like, week, oh. so every week was Shark Week for you, Shep. Yeah, it was Shark Week. And then, you know. Shark Month. And then yeah. 
Then it was a yeah. Then I then I just yeah I jumped off the boat and one one release that you didn't mention. I know Emil is pretty excited about it. It's uh go ahead Emil. It's twenty three Spectra football. Twenty three Panini Spectra football, which comes out next week, March eighth, and you got four packs per box, four cards per pack, so a total of sixteen cards in it, and it's the box breakdown. You get four. Quattro autographs in it, and four memorabilia cards, seven base parallels, and one insert or insert parallel. They've always had the 16 cards in there, and the price has always been really high. Really high. Um, I'm going to guess, and I'm going to look what the pre-sale price is in here in just a second, but I think it's going to be close to a thousand bucks. Am I right or wrong? Where, where am I? At? You are not. You are low, sir. Yes, you are. You're I'm low. low. You're low. Yes. It's higher than a thousand bucks. Yes. What What are we looking I'm at? About a Jeff? fifth of that. Twelve. I'm about a fifth of that. Yeah. Twelve. Twelve hundred. Twelve hundred bucks. Yep. Yeah, and I can tell you, gorgeous cards though. Spectra. Yeah. Total ripoff of Inception from Topps Baseball, but amazing. I'm glad they did it. Spectra's gorgeous. With, Love with Spectra. the silver autos and the gold autos and the oh yeah, the different and oh, the thick cardstock. Oh, it's don't, it's don't get me yeah. started. Don't oh, get me started. Dude. Oh my god! You so, t- you uh, yeah, just- Emil just just took six months' salary, and he's instead of going to the casino, fire. he's he's gonna go. You're gonna come buy some spectrum. Here's my salary, Emil. They pay you here. They don't pay me. Hey everybody! It's it's been a great show here at the True Sports Card Show here on Sacramento no, he- Sports 1140. It's for Emil Fragoso, Big Shep, Tim Shepler, and myself, Emran Pilati. It's great having you listen in. We'll be back next week, mm-hmm. 10 a.m. as we always do every Saturday. Have a great one, and we'll see you. Go head over to the Auburn Trading Card Show right now. We will be there, and uh, we look forward to seeing you there and other places, other shows that we'll be at. Uh, Until then, we'll see you next Saturday here at Sacktown Sports 1140 on the True Sports Card Show. Bye.